The only sound he made as he walked was a light tapping of the butt of his oak staff against the rocks. His torso was thick and short, out of proportion with his long arms and legs, and his head was a sturdy block atop his broad shoulders. His dingy gray hair was long and untamed, unlike his beard, which was neatly trimmed along the edge of his jaw. Unlikely allies, the beard and hair conspired to hide the long scar that pulled the left corner of his mouth down, but little could be done to hide the missing tip of his nose. Scar tissue notwithstanding, his sense of smell was not diminished, and it was the odor of cooking meat that he was following. The riverbed wound around the base of the plump, oak-covered hill, and he knew it turned to the west just past an outcropping of splintered rocks that served as a dependable windbreak against the storms that drifted up from the south. He could have approached the lee of the rocky break from above, but the oaks were not dense enough on that side of the hill to conceal his approach. The rocks obscured the course of the dry riverbed, and unless they had posted a lookout, he would be able to sneak up on the camp without anyone noticing him. He saw no watcher in the obvious position atop the rock, and as he came up on the ragged edge of the splintered stone, he heard voices and the crackling of a fire. The smell of roasting goat was much stronger. Even before he came around the rock, he had decided there would be at least three men sitting around the fire. There were four. One was lying on his back a little distance from the fire, and judging from the blood-stained rags clutched to his stomach, he had a reason to be less talkative than the others. The other three wore stained tunics that militia typically wore under male hauberks, though Ramiro saw no evidence of chain shirts in their scattered baggage. They wore no colors, showed no insignias or seals, and their swords were plain and worn. Deserters. Ramiro decided as he cleared his throat and tapped his staff lightly against the nearby rock. Pleasant day to roast a goat, he said, nodding toward the smoking carcass hanging over the recently made fire. He spoke slowly and carefully, making sure that his lips closed when they should with each word so that the men would be able to understand him. Two of the four scrambled to their feet, their hands falling on their worn sword hilts. The dying man flinched, reacting more to the sudden movement from the others than from Ramiro's words. The other man remained seated beside the fire, though his hand drifted toward a long knife stuck through his belt. The two standing were nervous, their eyes bouncing back and forth between the seated man and Ramiro, waiting for some signal. It is, the seated man said. Did you? He swallowed his words, and his eyes slid off and then returned to staring at Ramiro's angular nose. Yes, Ramiro said, nodding politely. You can smell it for quite some distance. If there are scavengers in these hills, I suspect they're already watching you. Is that what you are? The man asked. A scavenger? Diego! one of the standing men hissed. He's not a priest, the seated one, the one named Diego said. Not with that face, and why not? Ramiro interrupted. The man stared at him, and he gestured at his scarred visage. Why couldn't a man like me be a servant to God? Does God care what I look like? The one who had hissed at Diego tried to smile as he stepped toward Ramiro. My friend means no disrespect, he said. 
He, uh, we have been traveling for some time. We've not eaten a decent meal in days. It makes us forget our manners. Yes, I can see that, Ramiro said. That goat, for instance, was not yours to slaughter. The half-hearted smile on the man's face faltered, and he hesitated, licking his lips as he glanced over his shoulder at Diego, looking for a signal. Diego inclined his head a fraction, and the man's hand tightened on the hilt of his sword. As the ruffian began to draw his sword, Ramiro stepped forward and rapped him smartly on the knuckles with the tip of his staff. The tip then caught the man in the chin, knocking him back into the arms of his friend. Ramiro took another step, letting go of the staff with one hand and whirling it around his head. Diego.